Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Singer and Kelly Fox. Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. Tonight we are on step nine, which is intention. And we're going to be talking about how satisfaction increases. We're super excited to be here tonight with you. I am Kelly Fox, and my beautiful co-host is Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here, as usual. Yes. Uh, love, love Monday night. We get to be here with you, our listeners, and we get to also share with you um, an amazing guest coach that we have met to bring on the show. And tonight is no exception. Please welcome Donya Fami. How are you doing tonight, Donya? Great. How are you? <laughs> Thank God. Thank you. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you and the type of coaching that you do? Okay. So I'm the alchemist in chief for my company, Sustainable Health Solutions, Inc. I'm also an author, a speaker, and a natural health and lifestyle transformation expert. But mostly I like to think of myself as a sustainable wellness success mentor because what I really love to do is help women who are just crazy busy, often stressed out, and tired all or most of the time, and show them how to use natural, sustainable solutions to get their energy and their life back so they can really rock it in their personal and their professional world. So I'm not necessarily yeah, a health coach in the traditional sense. I'm more of a health mentor. Mm. Uh-huh. I like it, yeah. Um, when you were talking about what it is you do, I didn't relate at all to that kind of a person. <laughs> you can't or you can? <laughs> I said I couldn't. I was sarcastic. sarcastic. Um, <laughs> I, think that, I think that most people are pretty overwhelmed and stressed out. I know that. I definitely am the type of person to put too many things on my plate and um, and try to get a lot of things done in a short amount of time. I'm that type of person that goes, yeah, I can do one more thing before I walk out the door <laughs> and then I walk out late. <laughs> okay. I can so, relate to that yeah. too. <laughs> definitely all, definitely late. We're yeah. definitely all there on yeah. some level or another. I think it's just the nature of modern life now and being mm-hmm. like protected mm-hmm. 24-7. There's really hard to find the boundaries, right, to create the, some boundaries around yourself to just give yourself a break. Uh, and so the thing about it is that stress is definitely one of the biggest contributors to, um, to illness, to chronic illness and disease and, and low energy. And so it becomes really critical, I think, to try to find your bio, your boundaries in one way or another. And I think, uh, you know, as it relates to intention, um, having the intention of creating those boundaries is really critical. Yeah. Now, why don't you tell us what does intention mean to you and how do you use it for yourself and your clients? 
Yeah, so that's a it's a good question. It, it's kind of a big thing for me because intention to me on a bigger level means just being mindful and aware. So you're living with a kind of a level of mindfulness and awareness of your desires, what it is you want to do, mm-hmm. be, or have in life, how you want to show up in the world, how you want to feel about yourself, your relationships, your body, and your mission or your purpose in life, you know, if, if you're clear on what that is. It's also, I think, a really important piece for me is being aligned and living in congruence with your highest values. So in other words, a lot of Mm -hmm. people will say one thing, but their behavior and the way they conduct themselves uh, is not really aligned. And like the perfect example I I like to use for that is if you see uh, like an MD, like a doctor who smokes cigarettes, this is someone that's not really living congruently because their main purpose is to help people heal and get healthy and they're doing one of the most toxic things you can do to your body when they're smoking. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. an example of what I mean by being congruent and living in congruence with your values. And for me personally, it's about really being connected to nature and our our uh, our natural being. We are we are creatures of nature, and um, it, I think sometimes because of the busyness and all the noise around us, we lose track of that. So that's a really important part of being intentional for me. And for me, that's about embracing a plant-based or primarily a plant-based lifestyle, whether it's your food or your personal care, your home furnishings, uh, you know, all of those components to me should be uh, primarily plant-based because that is mm-hmm. uh, a, a recognition and a respect for nature and our, and our place in the, the larger order of things, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, so I'm very much um, what you call a green business. It's one of the drivers behind what I do. And so that's how I, um, how I maintain intention in my world or in my life and how I try to bring that to my clients as well. So to me, um, being plant-based and being connected to nature is the most sustainable thing in the long run. Too much of what we've done in the modern sort of industrialized world that we live in is very chemical-based. It's very um, un- environmentally unfriendly. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. really, if you look, at, if you go to the core of it, like what's good for you and your health is good for the environment and vice versa. What's good for the environment is also good for you and your health. So that's another big um, core principle for me. And, um, and then it's about being connected to your big why, you know, what drives your actions on a day-to-day basis and your behavior, as well as being aware of what your fears or resistance are, right? Which is typical resistance, of course, is typically an underlying form of fear, and, you know, those are the things that keep you from fully realizing your intention. This is why I like, I just really like today's theme of, you know, as you become more intentional, your satisfaction grows, right? And I believe that to be especially true when it comes to your health and your well-being. Because most of us have, you know, a bigger overarching t- intention or desire to be healthier and feel good in our bodies. But when we don't follow through in our actions in, in a mindful way, then we kind of continue to be in the current state that we're in, and that ultimately leaves us frustrated and unsatisfied. Whereas if we do the opposite and we take a more mindful approach and really like focus and paying attention, we will start to our satisfaction will start to increase as we do that more and more. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I think that mindfulness has a lot to do with intention. 
to really be aware of what it is that you are wanting. And we talk a lot about uh, practicing what you want to practice in your daily life to support you to um, either achieve something or become someone that you um, that you want to become, something that you're practicing every day to support you in showing up in the way that you want to show up, regardless of what's going on around you, right? Um, yeah. And so I love how you how you come from that that of of being connected to nature and respecting nature in the way that you've chosen to respect it and to have all of the aspects of your life align with that. I think that that is really powerful. Yeah, and I think, you know, when you say practice, and to me the, the, the word that comes to mind is habits, right? So it's about mm-hmm. creating healthier habits or replacing less healthy habits with healthier habits because that's a lot of it has to do with the way our brains are wired anyway. And so you can't just mm-hmm. stop doing something and uh, without replacing it with something else. So whether that's a food right. that you eat or an action that you take to address your stress when it comes up, um, if you're not doing it in a great way right now, you can't just kind of go cold turkey and stop doing it and expect a result. You need to actually be intentional about what you're going to replace that less desirable habit or behavior with something more desirable because then what you're doing is rewiring your brain to go for the better option. And I tell, I tell uh, my clients mm-hmm. this a lot, especially when it comes to sugar, because that's a big problem for a lot of people. Uh, you know, they're addicted yeah. to sugar. They just really like sweet stuff. And I say, look, you know it. It's, you have to be a little bit sneaky. What you want to do is trick your brain into craving a healthier option. And that's kind of more of a multi-step path than a kind of going from A to, to, to B. There's like these sort of intermediate um, little half steps that you take, which is first you start by replacing the unhealthy sugar with a slightly healthier version, and then you keep moving towards healthier and healthier options in that realm, okay, and as you do this, you're now um, acquiring a new taste for a sweetener that's less harmful for you. And then you, the, the whole point is you want to move across the spectrum. So to me, like, there's a whole spectrum of health where you move from bad to better to best, you know. And, of course, there's, like, steps in between. But the goal is to always keep moving in the direction of healthier options and choices. And the more you practice that, the more it just becomes like kind of a no-brainer, you know, it becomes second nature and you don't have to think about it as much. And there isn't all that weird kind of like guilt and shame that I think a lot of people have, women especially. They have guilt and shame about eating certain types of foods, about being overweight, you know, like body image issues, all of these things kind of tie together. But I think if you set the intention to be healthy and the way you want to get to that health, then you can kind of get past the guilt and the shame. I think when you don't ha- when you don't have a solid intention or, or an action plan, and I think, you know, I, I'll leave it. I think you talked about this in a recent episode about how intentions can be goals. Well, goals could be intentions. They can sometimes overlap. And I think in the area of health and wellness, it's really valuable to have some concrete goals that you're working towards 
so and then you're also connecting to your bigger why of why you're moving in that direction. So when I work with clients, basically, for example, you know, a, a health goal could be I want to get off a certain type of medication that I'm taking. I don't like the way it makes me feel, or I just don't like taking medications. And so then we'd have to take a look at the underlying issue that they're taking the medication for and then plot out the steps and what is the destination. So the destination might be I need to like lower my cholesterol to a certain number before it's okay for me to get off the medication. Or I need to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, lower my blood pressure, whatever it is. You know, it's different for everybody. And that's just one example of how I think having the intention stated as a more specific goal and then uh, fleshing out what the steps are to get there, you know. So I have a whole process mm-hmm. that I take, to take my clients through for to help them create a meaningful health goal. Yeah, I, I that it. is sim- yeah very similar to what um, an intention is for us. Terry, why don't you explain the the difference between intentions and goals for for us within Fearless Living? So we work with our clients in the realm of both affirmations, intentions, and goals, and how those work together um, to, to help people have powerful change so that they can mitigate their fears and move forward into the life that their souls intend. And so uh, actually our an intention for us is we break that down into, into goals, but an intention is more of a, a, a big idea. Uh, one that can mm-hmm. fit many, many areas of your life so that you, like I have an intent, my overall arching intention that's my, that I align with my passion and my goals is the way I want to show up in space and whom I want to serve and whom I want to emulate. And so I center myself daily on the life of uh, Jesus. That's that's my intention is to be like him, to think like him, to to act like him, to speak like him. And uh, so I study his words and his example. That's my overall intention. And then I have goals that fit into that intention, but I can always, I've internalized that intention to the point where it really affects the way I think and the way I speak and the way I act. And then I have my, my goals that I'm working on that support that intention and and you can have daily intentions as well, which would be breaking those things down and and fit the circumstances that you're facing that day so that you can be successful in moving forward as well. So um, formations work for some people. Uh, they don't work for me. Uh, so <laughs> I don't stand in front of the mirror <laughs> and tell myself that I, you know, I'm this or that. I I'm a person that likes to take action. And so for me, intentions and then goals work really well together as I, as I move forward because the goals are those baby steps that I can take and feel like I can acknowledge myself for, for practicing my values and my passions and my overall intention. So that's kind of the way that we work with our clients when we talk about intentions. And they really become something that we have them write down um, and we have a specific formula for writing them down. So when we write an intention, we say, today I am willing to practice. And then we write the intention because there's something about the word practice that gives you a visceral uh, reaction to give yourself permission to do the best you can do, but not to beat yourself up. So we really right. we really encourage our clients to, to be aware of... Uh, 
the word just went out of my head without any flexibility <laughs> with the word. So you, you need to have that, that giving, giving yourself permission to just to do your best and, uh, and make decisions based upon your, your wisdom, your intuition, whatever you want to call that and to stay, stay in that space of your intention. And so that's, uh, that's really powerful for me in my life. And mm-hmm. I've been able to, to walk out of fear and into freedom, uh, recognizing that fear just wants to keep me safe, but I'm not willing to, to stay safe through fear. I'm going to move forward and face my fears and, and be able to uh, reach my goals. Yeah, they have some yeah. faith that you're going to reach your goals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. So, like, to compare with your example, Danya, of someone wanting to get off medication, the why they want to get off medication would be the intention, right? You know, like, they want to um, love themselves in in all of their actions or something like that. And they see the medication as a way or getting off the medication as a way to love themselves. So, um yeah, to feel so the, good, to feel better, or to feel good in their body yeah. without the yeah. side effects or the fear of the sort of longer term um, implications of being on a medication. You know, we don't talk right. about this much in our society, but like a lot of times, um, and actually even pharmaceutical, um, uh, the pharmaceutical, comp- comp- the pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> <laughs> word word salad there. Um, some of them have actually admitted that ninety percent of the products in the market only work in thirty to fifty percent of the people, which is kind of shocking if you think about it, because those are very low odds. But everybody who is on a medication, if it's not working for you and doing what it's supposed to do, and you're on it long term, it has other serious potential harmful implications. And I think most people are generally aware of that but they don't are not in a place where they can um, powerfully uh, make the shift, the mindset shift they need to make to know and understand that they can a- achieve what they need to achieve without the medication. In most cases, there's mm-hmm. always exceptions. Yeah, I, I think that, um, yeah, so like the intention they can use in in more than one area of their life, right? So. They're going to eat better. They're going to start moving more. They're going to, um, you know, eliminate certain things from their from their diet. They're going to uh, seek out better relationships, um, you yep. know, that fill them up. They're going to start painting again, right? There's all these different things that they can do underneath the umbrella of the intention. So, yeah, yeah um, so, intentions like, so are definitely... Mm-hmm. You know, like what I do is guide them to the, the first, what's the big, the really big why, you know? So, for example, like, you know, some of my clients were a little bit older. Their big desire is to be around to spend quality time and keep up with their grandkids. Uh, yeah. So that's like a big driver. And then the other parts of that will be like, what are the other? So like getting off your, for example, getting off uh, your your cholesterol medication, you know, um, in order to do that, you do have to eat healthier. <laughs> so by mm-hmm. default, you're going to eat healthy. You will likely lose weight if you are having issues with weight. 
that means that you um, your self confidence will improve, right? And you'll be able to, to look and feel better. You'll feel better about the way you look and feel. So there's kind of like a um, I want to say a trail or something. I don't know, for lack of I'm, I'm not thinking of a better word to describe it, but there's like a chain. Oh, it's almost like a chain reaction, right? You start the, the with the intention. And then you move into action around the intention. So that's the mindful action is the important piece. And while you maintain that overarching intention, and then as you get closer to that result, that goal, then you will um, experience that chain of, of benefits that come. So there's like the immediate short-term benefit, and then there's the longer-term benefits that come from choosing to be mindful and stay, and sticking with it. Because a lot of people have the intention, but then they don't follow through. I hear this a lot from a lot of women that, you know, I know what to do and I'm just not doing it. And so that's where I think the intention and the mindfulness piece is missing for them for whatever reason. Yeah, and so it could be the fear. Know, yeah. is, there, is there a tool that you use or share with your clients to support them to stay committed to their intention? Um, I use a tool personally for myself. I've not shared this yet with my clients because I'm not sure how, if it'll work for them. But I do like a little weekly. Every week I'll sit down at the beginning of the week. It's usually, I mean, some people like to do this kind of thing on a Sunday night. I'll usually do it on Monday. <laughs> um, and I set my intentions for the week. Like what are my priorities based on these intentions? And how do I want to feel? And um, how will I feel at the end of the week when I have achieved this? And then at, um, at the same time, I will do, before I do my weekly intention, I'll do my weekly review. Like, what did I say I was going to do last week? And um, how much of what I said did I do? And if I didn't, what didn't I get to? Is there a reason so that I can be more conscious of if there's distractions or things that are coming in that, I, that are um, maybe in my control, but I'm not aware of them, that they're kind of pulling me off the path. Um, so being in this process, I've been doing this for about two years now. One of my mentors turned me on to this, and I really liked it. It just helped me really stay focused and on track. And in the middle of a crazy mm-hmm. week, for example, where things are going left and right, and you kind of go, like, wait a minute, what am I supposed to be working on this week, you know? <laughs> I pull my yeah. weekly form out, and I look at it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm focused on this week. So, um, I mean, you could do this with health, your health goals if, if you had that much trouble. I think having accountability in the realm of health and wellness is the most important thing to keep people on track and to remind them of um, – of the big why, you know, keep them associated with that feeling of what's it going to feel like when you finally get to the, to the end result, you know, so keeping them mm-hmm. um, associated and that would come up in, in the, in our, in our coaching sessions, probably more so than in a form, but I might take uh, this idea and co-opt it, you know, in the not too distant future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I think uh, raising our awareness around, our intentions is definitely going to support our intention to more likely happen, right? We're more likely going to practice it. We're more likely going to then do the goals that we have chosen to support it. Um, And we're more likely going to have that shift the more we are aware of it. That's why we encourage um, our clients and ourselves to write down our intentions and put them up so that, Yep. Finally reminded of them. So I love that you do a check-in weekly 
and, you know, assess if you, if you did stay on and, and show up in your intention, if you did practice it, um, and then, and then set your intentions for the coming week and they may be the same one, right. Or they may change or That's shift right, a little. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And it so does. I love that. Yeah, it really helps you too because sometimes you'll write down priorities that you think are most important, and then other things will come up that you realize are actually more important, but you didn't, you know, they weren't on your mind at the beginning of the week when you set the priorities. And that's why the review, doing the weekly review is really valuable too. I like doing both. And I like to do it at the same time because then it's fresh in your mind what worked or what didn't work yeah. on the prior week. And, it, and then you can come from that place of, truer intention when you're setting your purse for the current week. Absolutely. Terry, what do you feel is your your tool, your go-to tool to support you with um, not only intention, but seeing the, the satisfaction increase around your, around living in your intention? Well, I think I probably share the same tool almost every uh, every time we talk about it. But for me, it's definitely writing acknowledgments. Um, I write them every day, and it's a way for me to do just what uh, we're talking about here in, in terms of being accountable uh, to to my intention and to my goals. And so I write uh, acknowledgments where I I write every time that I take any kind of a step out of my comfort zone toward my my goal, I, I give myself credit for that. And so by giving myself credit for my steps forward, even if they're just thinking about uh, what I want to accomplish and stepping forward, that really supports me in forward movement. And that's what that's what I'm all about is moving forward and uh, facing my mm-hmm. fears and moving forward. And so when I write acknowledgments, that really helps me to recognize that I am moving forward, which keeps mm. me motivated to to do what I've said I'm going to do. And it also gives me the opportunity to give myself a break and not beat myself up because I tend to, I'm a recovering perfectionist, so I tend to <laughs> beat myself up. And... Uh, so it it just helps me to stay focused on moving forward and and giving myself credit where credit is due, and that keeps me um, centered. And so that's probably one of my favorite tools. I do that as well as write gratitudes on a daily basis, because then gratitudes also keep me focused on all the blessings that I have and and the things outside of myself that make my life rich and uh, fulfilling so those those are my two uh, go-to strategies or or concepts or whatever you want to call them tools that really support me Mm -hmm. i love that i love that Mm -hmm. acknowledging yourself for stepping out of your comfort zone that's great Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah terry stole mine acknowledgements are my favorite thing as well but um i think to really see how your satisfaction can increase is um, looking at what your frustrations are. What are those things mm. that that have you just so frustrated um, and then um, writing an intention about that? 
So we talk about how expectations lead to frustration and disappointment and all of those things. So looking at what those expectations are and then taking our power back and setting an intention for how we want to handle that situation or how we want to show up. And so if I have some kind of situation going on that is causing me frustration, one way that I can or then have satisfaction around that is by taking back my power in that situation and deciding how I want to show up and then um, writing an intention, right, and then practicing it each day. And the situation is going to improve, right, because my view of it has changed as I practice it. So um, I would definitely encourage any of our listeners to uh, to try something like that out. And if you guys ever need support in writing intentions, you can always contact Terry and I, and we would love to get on a quick call with you and support you in learning how to write intentions um, or support you support you in that whole process. Um, and we would we would love to do that. We want to thank you, Donya, for being on the call tonight. We have like 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, stop. And um, but we really want to thank you for being here. You've shared a lot, and I know um, a lot of the things that you've shared is are things that our listeners haven't heard before um, because we haven't had um, someone uh, just like you on. Um, oh. And uh, so we thank you for coming on and expanding all of our view around intention. We also want to state that all of this information for the 12 Steps to Freedom come from Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. And if you would like to learn more about the Institute, you can go to fearlessliving.org. And you can always find us on Facebook, um, of Fearless Generations, or on our website, fearlessgenerations.org. And we thank you for being here. We ask you to keep coming back each week. And until then, everyone, be fearless. <laughs> be fearless. Thank you, darling. All right. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 